Well, hi, everyone, and thanks for joining me. I'm Mindy Mizell, the host of the Purposeful Podcast, and today we're doing things a little bit differently on this podcast. We're going to be recording in both audio and video versions, uh, and today I'm talking with a friend of mine, Christina Eckert, who is somebody I met in Oklahoma City when I worked at the CBS affiliate there with my husband. She and her husband also had spent time working for the CBS station there. Well, this week, as many of you have been doing, I have been following the hurricanes, Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, and just kind of been blown away by the damage that's been happening. Well, Christina and her husband were on vacation in the Caribbean on the island Tortola when Hurricane Irma came through. And I, I can't tell you how much I was concerned for their safety because I knew this was a monster storm. Um, the adventures that I saw her go through on Facebook, having been bunkered down in the hurricane all the way to her latest rescue, um, she's now in San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, it, it has just been unbelievable. And Christina, thanks for joining us. I know you're not quite home yet, but we do think you are safe. And I saw the interview that Robin Marsh, our good friend from Channel 9, did with you as the hurricane was striking Tortola. And I can't tell you how much I was worried for you. But I want to hear your story because this has been just an unbelievable experience, but I also know there's a silver lining to every story and just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts. So let's start from the beginning for people who do not know you, have not followed your adventures as I have. Why, did we, why were you in Tortola to begin with? <laughs> okay, so we have some dear friends of ours, the Congers, and um, he, they were celebrating an anniversary and my husband had a big birthday this year, one that ended with the zero. And so we hadn't been on a vacation, just the two of us in a while. And we thought, seriously, this is a big birthday. This is, this is a chance for us to get away. We were going to sail through the British Virgin Islands for, um, eight days, nine days. It was going to be the trip we would never forget that we would create memories for a lifetime. Um, and we did, yep. <laughs> uh, so we started planning it, um, gosh, six or eight months ago. And then, um, and then we got here and last week we started hearing, Hey, there's this tropical storm out, uh, in uh, near, near Africa. And it's kind of headed this way. So, you know, we started thinking and we called the shipping company because, you know, we've covered hurricanes before we know what it's like to chase hurricanes and you don't want to be in that path. And they always tell people to evacuate. And I really didn't want to be on an Island during a hurricane. So we had uh, called the captain, captain of our ship and we called um, the shipping company, the sailing company. And um, everyone said, you know, it shouldn't be a big deal. It's still a tropical storm. Um, even if it does come toward us, we should be able to pull you back into port, put you in a hotel and then get you back out on the boat the next day. So, um, we thought, okay, we're, we're okay. And we flew out of San Antonio on Friday and we arrived in, um, St. Thomas. We took a ferry over to Tortola, which is the largest of the British Virgin Islands. And there we were, um, we went out for one day sailing, um, on Saturday and on Sunday they called us back in and said, Hey, we think this storm might be getting a little bigger and, we want you to come back to port. So we came back to port and we, we have been there ever since. And since that time, we started to hear things like, this is the largest storm that's ever hit. Uh, you need to evacuate. Uh, if there were a category six, we would call this a category six hurricane. Uh, this is life threatening, catastrophic. And so then you start to get a little anxious. 
And we tried since Sunday to get off of Tortola and um, there just, there weren't any flights. The ferries and the ports closed. Um, we tried, we had, we have awesome friends around the country who uh, were willing to sacrifice a lot of money to charter planes to get us off so we could go home to our kids before the hurricane. I'm sorry. Um, I've just been so touched by the blessing of our friends and our family around us during this whole thing. Um, I can't, I, I, that's when I really tear up is when I realize how God has blessed us with these amazing people in our lives who truly love us and who truly love God. And it's, that's been something to witness this whole week. Oh, I'm sure. Well, and I was seeing some of the visuals that you posted on social media of your hotel room and seeing that you guys were even bunkered down in the bathroom. I mean, as you said, this could have been even a Category 6. Was it? How bad was it when it was at the height of it? It was really, really scary. So I, the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life, and I, I'm just going to say this for all those people who are thinking, oh, it's only a Category 4 now. If you can get out or if you can get to a shelter get out as soon as you can because it is a scary storm. Um, it started to rain and the winds about maybe 6, 6.30 in the morning there. And it's kind of the stuff that you see on TV when you see hurricanes. You see palm trees blowing. You see wind and you're like, oh, that looks like it's pretty bad. It was nothing. I mean, we were probably getting wind gusts of, I don't know, 40 or 50 miles an hour. We joked that this is a typical day in Oklahoma. Like, it's, it's windy and we were okay. So I felt pretty safe doing all those live shots for Facebook. I was like, that's okay. You know, this is not anything that big. About 11 o'clock, we thought, there were some people on the island who like said, oh, we think we've already missed it. That was the worst of the storm. We're like, whoa, okay. So we posted something then, and then we realized, oh, no, we have not even gotten to the worst part of the storm. About 11.30 Eastern time, it really started to pick up. And it was enough where that's when we got in the bathroom. We um, brought the mattress over there because people said it, that's the safest place. We were very fortunate that the hotel that we were in, that the sailing company owns, is a concrete, essentially bunker. And um, they are one of the hurricane evacuation shelters for the island of Tortola. So, I mean, that was God's hand in this whole thing, putting us in one of the safest places that we could be. In the bathroom, there were two walls that we knew were really, really sturdy. They were concrete. So we sat in there. When you just can't imagine, it's hard to describe, and I tried to capture it on my phone, the sound mm -hmm. that that wind makes when it gets above 185 miles an hour. And it's, it's more than a train. It's like a howl. And, a, and standing by an airplane when the jets start to go, it's so loud you can't even fathom. And the part that I didn't realize was going to happen is that there's all of this barometric pressure there. And it, as you're sitting there, your ears start to pop. It's like the elevation is changing throughout the storm. And so your ears would start to pop and you, you would know that something big is, is going to be there. And each time after there was a change in that pressure, there would be a gust of wind. Um, they're saying we had sustained winds between 185 and 200 with gusts above that. And it's, it's like nothing I have ever seen in my life. Uh, at one point we were sitting there and 
I think I was, we pray a lot during this time. I read Psalm 91 a lot during this time. And I held, my husband and I held hands um, throughout this whole thing. At one time, it started to get a little lighter in our room. And I said, Brian, is that the electricity coming back on? And he said, babe, that's, that's the roof. It's gone. Just sit here. We're okay. And I thought, oh my gosh, the roof is gone. We're in here. The roof was not gone where we were but right around on the other side of the wall where um, the bedroom was, that's where the roof was gone. So Unbelievable. that last, oh my gosh, it lasted for about an hour and then, then the eye hit and it was calm for a little bit. And then it came back. And then it came back during that 20 minutes in the eye. They, we had people from the hotel who came by and said, we think you need to evacuate. We ran downstairs to see where they were evacuating people. And it was a kind of a conference center room but there was water, uh, since it's right on the ocean for a marina, there was water starting to seep in there. And we were a lot more concerned about storm surge mm-hmm. and flooding at that point. And so we went back to our room and we got back in the bathroom and we hunkered down there for the second half of the storm. Um, it was less intense, but not by much. Um, it, if those winds on the front half were a 10, uh, it, it was a nine and a half on the back end. And it seemed to last longer with um, higher winds. Um, For the first half, it was kind of gradual, and then it built up, and then all of a sudden it was there. For this, it stayed pretty constant on the back ends, like that nine and a half to seven, and then the winds just stopped altogether. Um, So it was really – and then when you walk out, you just can't believe what it used to look like and um, what it looks like now. Yeah. Wow, it's amazing you guys are alive. Now, the last one of the last posts I saw you guys post were, was uh, the fact that you may have had to stay longer through the next hurricane. Hurricane Jose is now barreling down on the same area. Um, yeah. And we were praying, boy, is there any way you can get out? So, But you're now in Puerto Rico, so how did that happen? So over, okay, so the hurricane happened on Wednesday. On Thursday and Friday, we start trying to figure out how can we get out, where we need to fly home. This is time to leave. Um, And we learned that the ports are closed, that St. Thomas is probably in a worse situation than we are. Um, There's a little airport on this, um, on Tortola, it's called Beef Island. So our hope was that we could get a flight out on Beef Island. Um, Our first briefing from the hotel, because they were really trying to keep us updated and say, this is the situation. This is Jose is coming, which is not the news that anybody who's just gone through Irma wants to hear. Um, We are trying to make you safe. We're trying to get you off the island. Um, The rest of the island is just decimated. There's There's just not a lot left. And we did not get the full scope of that probably for 24 hours. So, um... We tried to start getting flights, and we had heard that the airport might be open on Friday, so we booked a flight, and we were so excited. It, you know, it's just this roller coaster of emotions. You think, oh my gosh, I'm finally getting off this island, and about two hours before our flight, they canceled the they canceled the flight. Which, now looking back, they they would have to because the airport is not functional there. So we thought, okay, here we go. We're going to get ready for Jose. The Lord already brought us through the worst of this storm. We can handle what's coming. As, as much as we want to get home to our families and our friends and our kids, we we know that we can handle this and he's going to bring us through this because he brought us here. So 
I started calling my mom and some friends and can you post this for me? Can you let people know if I know we've asked them to pray this whole week, but if they could just keep praying, we would really appreciate it. And, um, then at some point yesterday afternoon, I was on the phone with my mom for a second phone call and a friend of ours came in and said, okay, you got 15 minutes to get your stuff together. One bag each. It's time to evacuate. We found a charter boat that will come and get us. He's on his way now from San Juan. Um, and it, it was like out of the scene on the movie as we're running down the dock and, um, they're saying everybody on board, everybody on board. And we, 21 of us file onto this, um, charter boat and we just left as fast as we could. They, there were other people on the islands, um, it, at the hotel, uh, who were offered the chance to go. And I think they were just too scared to go, um, because of everything that they've been through. So there are still people there stranded. Um, at the hotel at this point. Uh, but they took it, they took us three hours to get here. Um, they went as fast as they could. They had water for us on the boat when we got there. They explained who they were, um, that they were uh, former military, wow. that they were doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. This was a humanitarian mission for them. When we got here, we thought we were going to have to apply as refugees because they kept telling us there are no ports. This is what they kept telling us on the island. There are no ports. You can't get through immigration. They had customs agents waiting here for us to get off the boat. We could hand our passports. They asked us our birth date and said, okay, come on in. Welcome back to U.S. soil. They had food waiting for us from a restaurant nearby that they had donated. They had secured hotel rooms. Um, for free for some of these folks who couldn't afford for hotel rooms. And they had um, transportation to take us from one side of the island to San Juan so we could get there safely because this island was hit by this hurricane too. Um, and they're still having some power outage issues. And so we really saw the goodness in humanity last night and people working just as the hands and feet of Jesus. It was, it was one of the most awesome things I've ever seen. Yeah, and that story alone is one of the reasons I really wanted to get in touch with you because, I mean, your story is so um, reflective of kind of really what we've seen throughout both of these hurricanes and probably what we'll see for weeks and months and years even to come. It's just this, this side of humanity that is, um, you know, the silver lining to these, these horrible yeah. disasters. Christina, before we let you go, I do want to talk to you about, you know, what have you learned through this? Because I think, mm -hmm. you know, so many times we kind of default to that, you know, why is this happening? Why did it, did God allow this to happen to me? And what can we, how can we make sense of all of this? What goes through your mind? What have you learned? Um, so before we went through Hurricane Irma, we asked for very specific things for prayer. We asked for the storm to turn. Um, we asked uh, for opportunities to see people who were in need or who we could, um, I call them divine appointments, people who God puts in your path and you don't know why, um, whether it's they need something physically from you or they need something spiritually from you. And then we prayed for peace for our girls. So there's a couple of things that I have learned since then. Um, and the first is that God will absolutely provide for you in every situation. And that doesn't mean that he's going to provide um, the way you think he's going to provide, because I really wanted the storm to turn. And I didn't want to take that full hit. That was not what I, that was, I thought if he answered my prayers, it would go off, it would turn off to the north and we wouldn't take a direct hit. But we did take a direct hit. And I see that even in 
the fact that he didn't answer my prayers the way I wanted him to. He still protected me and provided for me. And he did so many other things. He gave us the concrete hotel. Um, he gave us friends. He has shown us the amazing people and the way that you can really love people in just unconditionally without ever having the chance to pay these people back. Um, I had the personal opportunity to talk to several different people about God. And while I can be bold in front of my friends who are other believers, and I, I can tell you all about my faith and all the amazing things that God has done. Sometimes it's a little scary talking to complete strangers about what an awesome God we have. And I, he opened so many opportunities to talk about that in the days before the storm and in the days after the storm, that that has to be part of it. Like that has to be, Part of the reason he had me there was to make me bold and to have me speak these things. And then I look at what my daughters have gone through. And especially for the oldest, it was a pretty stressful situation. And she had teachers and counselors who stopped with her to pray for her in public schools because they knew that God has this awesome power and that prayer is an amazing thing. And she got to tell people at her FCA meeting, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, um, just about how God provided for us and that if he would, if, if they would continue to pray for us, it really, it really was important and it meant something. So that, that I'm passing that along to my kids and that they know um, that there is nothing greater than what God can do for us and that he loves us so much and is so faithful and keeps his promises over and over again. Wow. Well, and I know some people may look at the, the experience you've gone through and say, yeah, but you're, you're taking a positive spin to this. You went through a horrible, horrible hurricane, and you, you don't deserve to have to go through this. Nobody does. And how can you believe in a loving God when you've seen so much disaster and destruction? What would you love for people to know when you've already gone through something just like this? Man, if you can't see God's love and protection in this, I don't, I don't know where you can. Like, I have honestly seen such graciousness and goodness in people. I, I've seen the awesome power. He's the creator of the winds and the rain and the earth, and he can control them. Um, and we're just so fortunate. He loves us so much. Um, I, I get so emotional about this, but I really, um, I really have seen so much goodness in people and that's where you need to look at every single, every single one of those people who we saw that goodness in was like, man, God loves us. He protected us. And I, I know that people died in this storm and you're going to say, well, how, why would he let them die? I, I don't know, but he's got a plan for that too. Um, and I pray for peace and comfort for the people who lost homes and lives and loved ones. Um, but I, I really do. I, I very strongly have the belief that he will carry everyone through this if they if they would just believe in him. Yeah. You know, your story has reminded me of a quote from Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, who, yeah. um, you know, when he was a young child, apparently had asked, I believe, his mother, you know, when he saw destruction on the news, like, well, you know, how can this happen? And was just very kind of scared in the moment when he would see horrible moments. And his mom had replied, look for the helpers, look for the mm -hmm. helpers. And I love that story because we can, we can focus on the negative around us, but at the same time, there's so many positive stories. And 
I'm constantly, you know, encouraged, inspired to kind of look for those helpers and hearing your story of having people, complete strangers, pull up with their boat and rescue you when it was putting their own lives and, uh, and everything at risk. It's just unbelievable to hear those stories. And so thank you so much for sharing your ordeal. Um, wishing you and Brian the best of luck going home to San Antonio. We've been praying for you as well. And uh, any last thoughts on your end? No, we're just so grateful and so thankful. Um, and yeah, we can't wait wait to get home to to see our kids, to hug all the necks of people who continuously prayed for us, who prayed for us for a week straight, like honestly on their knees prayed. Just so thankful. Well, again, thanks, Christina. Best to you and Brian. And for those who have been listening or watching this podcast, again, you can find similar stories to this where we're inspiring purposeful living and working at the link at purposefulpodcast.com. Thanks, Christina. Thank you.